Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Quickly introduce myself. My name is Dre Baldwin. I'm a former nine-year professional athlete. I'm the author of 31 books. I'm the creator of this whole brand philosophy and this framework that is called Work on Your Game, where I have 
taken the tools, the assets, the strategies that I learned as an athlete and translated them over. Now I teach them to business professionals and to people like yourselves, how to use these at work and how to use them in everyday life. Now this subject, really where this came from is for everyone is really just as a, a reality check. For anyone who thinks that there is a some kind of a handout or a fairy godmother coming from anywhere, some form of charitable donation, which you, know, you might get it, but you might not, that is going to make things easier for you overnight or make things easier for you at a snap of a finger, it is probably not coming. However, that doesn't mean you can't still achieve the outcome that you want to achieve. It just means you might have to put in more work, you might have to put in more time, and you might have to simply, at least by your own uh, estimation, be better than your competition to get the same result as them or to get a better result as them. And this is not something that you should lament as a negative thing, but something that you should look at as an opportunity for yourself to step your game up. And I'm going to explain to you how there is actually value in you maybe having to do more work and put in more of your resources to get the same outcome as other people. I got one, two, three points that I'm going to share here today. And then as usual, as long as there's time, I think there will be today. I'll open up the floor for some discussion and conversation and hope maybe I'll leave it open a little bit longer than I usually do. So, and hopefully some of you have some commentary to add to this. So let's get right into it. Point number one, first thing that you everybody has to understand. Some of you already understand this. Some of you maybe have never thought about it. And even if you do understand it, let it be a reminder for you. Inequality is baked into humanity. Inequality is baked into humanity. Some of us are short, some people are tall. Some people can run fast, some people can jump high, some people are really good at taking in information in a, let's say, a school classroom type setting. Some people that just doesn't appeal to them, they can't really pick it up that way, but they can pick it up in different ways. We are all different. I think we all understand that. No two fingerprints are exactly alike. None of us has ever been made the exact same way. There's no other human being that is exactly like us, and there will never be anyone who is exactly like us, which means we are not all exactly the same. I think everyone, again, on a logical level can understand this. So for you or anyone to expect that all of us being completely different are going to get the exact same outcome makes no sense. That just doesn't logically add up. So when you hear people saying anything around that, well, this out. The outcome that this person gets should be the same as the outcome as another person that just, again, on a logical level, doesn't add up. I talked about this. I talked about this in my own material that equality is generally, for the most part, impossible. One reason is not because of the setup that other people put in place for us. It's simply because even if you set everything up for everyone to be exactly the same, we all still get to make choices, right? We all have our own brains. We all get to take our own actions. We all get to make our own decisions. And at the same time, we all start at different places. We don't all show up with the same weaponry. We don't all show up with the same tools. We don't all have the same resources. So this isn't changing despite what anybody tells you, despite what anybody um, claims, despite what anybody wants. This isn't going to change because every human being is unique and there's nothing you can do to manufacture out the uniqueness of human beings. So whenever I do, I'll give you all an example. All right. All right. All of you who are watching this on Clubhouse or, or on Clubhouse right now, you can see my profile picture. Right? You see I'm a, a, a black guy who used to play basketball. And I've said this before, and hopefully I don't think anybody will be offended by this, but I'll say it anyway, and I don't think anybody can be, but I'll say it. When I do a speaking gig, I probably have to be 
10 times better than a white guy with khakis and a buttoned up shirt to get the exact same speaking gig. I've said this years back. I've been in the speaking business for about seven years. I know I got to be better than him in order to get the same speaking gig. And I don't look at it as a negative. I look at it as a positive. I look at it as, all right, this is how I know that I have game. And I tell my audience, if you see me on the stage, just know I had to be a lot better than that other guy to get the same gig. Why is this? Because the people who are doing hiring don't look like me. They're not from the same environment that I come from. They don't talk the way that I talk. They don't have the same uh, mindset necessarily that I do, and especially coming from the world that I'm coming from. And it's not a negative thing. This is just the game that we're in. When I played basketball, I came from a Division three college. Those of you who know sports, Division one is the guys you see on TV. There's Division two. There's Division three down in the basement. When I wanted to play pro basketball, I knew I was going to have to prove myself, and I was going to have to overcome my background or my lack of background in order to get the same opportunity as other players who were coming from a division one or a division two school. And I was able to make that happen. And that actually made me better in the long run, actually kind of made me look more like a superhero because I could use that as part of my story when I sell myself, even in the business world to this very day. So again, sometimes you have to take what looks like a disadvantage and you have to turn it into advantage and advantage and that's the exact thing that makes you a champion that's the exact thing that makes you stronger and it makes you better the fact that you had to overcome what you may look like look at as an obstacle you could turn it into a positive for yourself but these are things that we all have to accept you have to accept this as a mindset you have to accept this internally before you're able to do anything with it externally because the game is the game and this is my whole brand, as I said, it's called work on your game. And working on your game is not just going and putting effort and working hard and trying at things. It's also understanding what game that you're in. And if you have an incorrect estimation or what I call an inaccurate formula as to what game you're in, you could be doing a whole bunch of work, but it's leading you into a dead end. It's leading you into a place that's not going to get you where you want to go simply because you don't understand what game you're playing. You don't understand what you don't understand what roads you're on. You have incorrect directions to get somewhere you if your goal was to see a sunset but you're looking to the east or you're not going to see the sunset so we got to make sure that you have an accurate formula of the game that you're in and what exactly is going to take for you to get there and this has nothing to do with how you emotionally feel about how you want it to be but how it actually is all right that's what the game is about i've seen some people in the, the basketball world from my background i've seen players who came from a, let's say, a more decorated background than me who didn't perform at the level that I did, but they got opportunity that I didn't simply because of where they came from, because of their pedigree. And I didn't have that same, uh, I didn't have that same leeway. I was on a short leash. It's like, okay, this guy comes from a background and we're not sure he can even play. All right, so I had to be on point. I had to be perfect. And if I made a mistake, that might've been the end of the opportunity. And that's what I was in. And because I was in that space, because I was under that level of scrutiny, I had to perform at a certain level on a consistent basis in order to establish myself as someone who's okay. Now we can accept this guy and no, he'll be here. And if I wasn't able to do that, then, Hey, I'm, I would have been working at home Depot. All right. This is not a complaint. This is just what it is. I tell athletes, you know, from my back in the days when I used to post all basketball content on YouTube, I've got athletes coming to me telling me, well, Dre, I come from this small town and I don't have a lot of uh, people around me who play ball and my parents don't really want me to play ball. And I'm, I want to make it, I want to play in the NBA and be the greatest player of all time, but they're five, seven. And I say to them, well, look, at your size, uh, you're, you're behind the eight ball. Uh, you're in a situation where you're going to have to be perfect in order to make it. And if you're not perfect, you're probably not going to make it. And they didn't always want to hear that, but this is the game. 
compare that to somebody who's seven feet tall who doesn't even like basketball. And as a basketball player, I came across a lot of guys, 6'10 and taller, who I could tell they didn't even like basketball, but they kept getting contracts thrown at them for six and seven figures simply because they were seven feet tall. And the guy who's 5'7", who loves, eats, breathes, eats, breathes, and sleeps basketball, couldn't get one sniff at an opportunity simply because the game is the game. Why is this? Because we are not all equal. Because any Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Quality is baked into the game. Your job is not to uh, complain about or be upset about or even disappointed about the fact that the opportunities for you are not the same as the opportunities for others. Your job is to get an accurate estimate of what the opportunities will be for you compared to others based on the situation, which is objective, and then figure out how do you make that situation work in your favor, or you could decide to abdicate. You could decide to step out. Let me go somewhere where the opportunities are more to my advantage, what I call the, what I call the unfair ethical advantage, ethical unfair advantage, which is when you have an advantage over other people, not because you are violating anybody else's rights or you're doing anything that's against the law or against your morals, but simply because the opportunities are just more bent in your favor. For example, if you're 6'10", playing basketball, you have an ethical unfair advantage. So if you're 5'2 playing basketball, you probably might want to do something like uh, gymnastics. You probably have an advantage over the 6'10 guy, just as an example. Moving on to point number two. We are talking today how you may have to work 10 times harder. Your job in life is to play the hand that you are dealt, not anybody else's hand. One thing that I heard uh, right now, the NBA finals are going on. And I'm sure many of you know about it, even if you don't watch basketball. And there's this guy on the Warriors named Stephen Curry. And years back, when he first came into the NBA, those of you who follow ball might notice, but the rest of you may not. For Steph's first couple of years in the NBA, he kept getting injured. He kept getting these ankle injuries. And people were people could see that he had talent. Like clearly this kid can play and he's a good shooter and making all the three-pointers and stuff. But he keeps getting injured. We're not sure he's going to be able to have a long career in the NBA. So because he kept getting all these injuries, when his first contract, his rookie contract was ending, he was up for an extension. So he was negotiating a new contract and he ended up signing a contract that was for no less than the maximum amount that he could have gotten. And it made sense at the time that he signed it simply because of the consistent injuries he was having. People weren't sure that you know, he would even be around. He wasn't sure and the team wasn't sure. So they agreed to this contract that was, it ended up being an under market contract because we all know what ended up happening. He ended up outperforming his contract. But while he was still in the midst of that contract, he got asked this question. And I remember this interview he was doing and somebody said to him, well, Steph, you know, you signed this contract that's for X amount of dollars, but clearly you're outplaying guys who are making like twice as much money as you who are in the same, you know, they've been in the league the same amount of time as you. Now we know you signed this lesser contract because your injuries you know, how do you feel about that? That these guys are making more money than you, even though you're clearly better than them. And Steph says something that I've, I've always remembered, and there's a really good point that all of us can use. He said that, he said, my father taught me, because Seth's father played in the NBA as well. He said, my father always told me, son, never look at the food on another person's plate. Never look at the food on another man's plate. And it's not your business 
what somebody else has compared to what you have. What your situation is, is what your situation is. The hand that you're dealt is the hand that you're dealt. Just because somebody else has a better hand, that has nothing to do with you. And what you need to do is deal with where you're at. All right, now I'm out of that little anecdote now. Which means for all of us, if you have to be a little bit smarter, or you got to wake up a little bit earlier, or you got to go to bed a little bit later, just to be better than the next man or woman in order for you to be successful, then damn it, that's what you got to do. Because let's remember what game we're in. When I tell people all the time, and if you come into the, the work on your game world, you're going to hear this over and over again. You are in a performance and results based business. The reason that you work on your game is to create an opportunity for yourself to perform. When you get your opportunity to perform, you step on that stage or onto that Zoom call or into that, that book or into that email or onto that court or wherever it is you perform and you have to deliver results. If you deliver results, which is the outcome, the win, the sale, you know, people are changed, they get whatever it is that they want, you deliver results, what do you get? We all know the answer, right? You get rewards. What are the rewards? Likes, followers, subscribers, comments, fans, happiness, love, money, whatever it is that you want, a promotion. But you're in a results-based business. That's what this game is all about. All of us who are in this room right now, we all have different jobs. We do different things. We probably all describe our work in a different way. But we are all in the business of producing a result. When you do business with another person and they're paying you, whether they're paying you a dollar or 10 million, they're expecting a specific result. What's the result? Well, we want our audience to be fired up at the end of your speech. Or I want to make, I want to make sure that I'm making at least $1,000 a month for my program. Or I want my son to make the, the high school soccer team next year. Whatever the outcome is, you have to produce that result. You continually produce results. What do you get? Because I said results-based business, right? You either win business or you get to stay in business. If you don't produce results, what happens? You lose business or you go out of business. We are all in a results-based business and whatever hand that you are dealt, you have to deal with it. When you play cards, any of you who's a card player or you like to go to a casino, when you play cards, nobody has the same hand. We all got different hands. The winner is the person who best plays the hands that they are dealt most consistently while they're sitting at that table. And guess what, everybody? Human beings, we are just as unique, actually even more unique, vastly more unique than the hands that everybody gets when you sit down and play cards. No two hands are exactly the same. So, of course, we're all going to have unique paths. Your job is walking yours. And what I tell people often, you know, because sometimes when I share points like this, I get some pushback from people and I say to them, well, listen, when you die, and all of us is going to die. Any of you ever been to a, or have recently been to a, uh, a cemetery on a tombstone is usually a, a little bit of writing on there. It's usually a name, it's a date, the year you were born, the year that you died, and maybe a little bit of a statement about you. Or any of you remember back in the days in the newspapers, I don't know what they do now, but the obituary section, there'd be like this little paragraph, maybe two, three, four sentences about a person. If you were really famous or you, your family wanted to, you might get a whole page in the newspaper. They're going to take your whole life and reduce it down to that. I've never, ever seen an obituary that said, well, this person would have been successful if they would have had more favorable circumstances. Or this person would have made it, but they just weren't tall enough. Or this person would have made it, but you know, they, they didn't get the same setup as these other people in the neighborhood. The only thing that's going to matter when it's all over and one day, as far as 
current science tells us for all of us, one day is all going to be over. Only thing that's going to matter is what you did. And the only thing that people are going to talk about is what you did, not what you could have did, not what you would have done, not what the circumstances didn't favor you doing, but what you accomplished. And if there's not much to say there, then it won't be much to say. And that's the game that we're in. That is the business of life that you're in. And all of life, by the way, is a business. It costs money to be born. It costs money to get buried. And it costs money for everything in between. So that's the game that we're in. Moving on to point number three. The topic here today is sometimes you might have to be 10 times better. What if you are this person who has to be 10 times better? What if, because I know I'm speaking to somebody right now, that circumstances seem to favor other people more than they favor you. You had to do more work. You got to work harder. You're not getting the same recognition, the same attention, the same opportunities, the same chances. And you are like, Dre, well, I do have to work harder, but you're trying to figure out mentally. You're just trying to make it make sense in your mind. How is this a benefit for me? How is this an advantage? Let me tell you how. First of all, when you know that you've had to do more and be more and be better in order to get your same opportunity, well, now you know that you had to do more and be more and be better to get your opportunity. So we, when you and that person who didn't have to go as hard, when you and that person meet, well, who's got the advantage? Who's putting in more time? Who's putting in more work? Who's more mentally tough? Who has built themselves up more, you or them? You have built an internal fortitude that you have earned, and it can't be faked or copied by anybody who hasn't done the work that you had done. Right? You can't fake putting in the time. You can't fake putting in the work. And all of that stuff helps you earn the confidence and the mental toughness. I tell people all the time that discipline is the root of confidence. Confidence comes from discipline. Any of you who want to build up your confidence, as most people never ask about, well, how do I become more disciplined? Most people say they need it, but they aren't, they aren't out actively looking for it. Most people are looking for confidence. How do you become more confident? Be more disciplined. Show up more consistently. Have more of a routine for yourself. Make sure that you're holding yourself accountable consistently. All of those things lead to more discipline because all, excuse me, more confidence. Confidence is just a belief in your ability to do something. How do you get that belief? By consistently showing up and doing the work. Where do you get mental toughness from? It's from knowing that when you tell yourself, I'm going to get something done, you get it done. When you tell yourself, okay, uh, no more BSing, it's time to move to action and let's get this completed, you get it completed. That's where confidence and mental toughness come from. It is all rooted from discipline. When you've done the extra work or what you might consider extra compared to other people, you've earned confidence. You've earned mental toughness. So if and when the game gets hard again, and the game will get hard again for all of us at one time or another, you are battle tested. You're ready to handle it. And as they say, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So be half harder. Be happy that you had to do more work. Be happy that you had to put in more time. Be happy that you had to be just overall better than your competition to get to the same spot. Because when you and that individual or you and that group or you and those people meet up against each other, well, who has the mental advantage? And we all know that no matter what you do in life, whether you're playing a sport, whether you uh, put on a business suit and sit in the office every day whatever, or anything in between, that the game is 90% mental, is 10% physical. Most of what we do and where, what we end up achieving or not achieving has nothing to do with your tangible resources, even though that's what most of us pay attention to, right? We pay attention to the tangible resources. Well, I don't have this funding or I don't know these people. I don't have these connections. You know, I don't have the, I don't have the new gadget or electronics. You know, my Wi-Fi is slow. 
those are the tangible resources. But what really makes the difference between a person's success and another person's failure is not our tangible resources, is it? And we all know this. Right? All of us have been in, in the game long enough to know this difference. What really makes the difference is how we show up mentally. How do we feel about ourselves when we look in the mirror every single day? What conversation are we having with ourselves when it's time for us to show up to work? What are we saying to ourselves and what do we allow ourselves to believe when we face a challenging situation? That's all mental. That's all emotional. That's all spiritual. That's the difference that separates the winners from the losers in life. And listen, sometimes in life, we can be the winner and the loser, depending on the conversation that we're having with ourselves. So the question that I want you to take with you from today, and I'm going to recap my points, and we'll open the mic up in a second, is what's the internal conversation you're having with yourself, especially when you're in situations that are not necessarily uh, favorable to you or situations that you want to be the way that you want them to be. And if you ask yourself that question every single day, I guarantee it'll, I think it'll change the way that you show up discipline-wise, which in turn will affect your confidence, which in turn will affect your mental toughness. And in the end, again, let's remember what business we're in. We're in a results-based business. It will help you produce the type of results that get you the outcomes that you want in your business and in your life. So let's recap these points. Number three, I mean, not these three points. Topic today is, again, you may have to work 10 times harder. Number one, inequality is baked into humanity. Every human being is different. There is no way we are all going to get equal outcomes. We are not going to have equal opportunity. Why? Because every human being is different. There is nothing anyone can do to manufacture everyone being the same and everyone getting the same outcome. It is impossible. Number two, play your hand, not everyone else's hand. Like Steph Curry's dad told him, never look at the food on another person's plate. What they eat has nothing to do with your digestive system. It is what you have in front of you, and that's what you have to deal with. And number three, when you know you have worked harder than other people, you know you've worked harder, that earns you extra confidence, and earns you extra mental toughness. And when you go up against a challenge from a, another person, then you know you've done the extra work, and that internal confidence does make a difference in the way that you perform. All of you have lived long enough to know that that is a real thing. All that said, I want to open up the floor for... Any questions, comments that anyone wants to add to this? We got a few minutes here. If everyone could go, if you speak up, if you could take maybe 30, 60 seconds so we can get a few people in, the mic is open. Hi, Dre. How are you? It's Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Um, good morning. This really resonated with me because I come from a real basketball, soccer family. And oh, perfect. my 21-year-old used to always have to work a little harder. Um, he's six foot two. And he used to, I used to always tell him, you know, when you go outside on the court, you got to beat everyone because of your height. Um, you got to work harder. You got to go sleep earlier. And then my daughter came around and she was also playing ball, but she wasn't as athletic. And she worked very hard and she got a scholarship. So what you said really relates because she just put her mind to it and said, I had to study harder to get both scholarships, academic and basketball. And I did it. So thank you so much for that share today. It really resonated with me and my family because we are a basketball soccer family. And thank you for holding space. I'm Tamika and I land. 100% in basketball, especially for males, 6'2 guys are a dime a dozen. So your son absolutely has to be, you got to be lights out. You're going to stand out in that space. So 100%. Thank you for that comment. Hey, Dre, it's Mary Lynn. Can you hear me? Because I'm outside doing that walk. I can hear you. Good morning. Okay. Well, I'm like 5'7D3. What? 
Uh, congratulations. Uh, first off. Well, I, no, I'm six four. I, that was an example. Oh, I thought you were five seven. I'm like, what? Okay, so I kind of. That's so funny. Okay, well, you're no Mugsy Bows then, right? Yeah. Um. So, well, I was just thinking. I mean, I you said you know about the being black and having to get on stages. Like my son was in sports and he's biracial, so he wasn't like. Mm-hmm black enough to be picked as a wide receiver and he wasn't white enough to be picked as the kicker, you know, so he always had to be out there and prove himself. But I also, he, it's just the truth of it. And, yes, it is. you know, I'm 53, so I do feel like sometimes I have to work 10 times harder to prove myself in many areas because there's a lot of young people out there, you know, so just resonated with me, gave me that little extra boost. I'm out here doing my walk and ready for the day. Absolutely. Thank you for that chair, Mary Lynn. How much time we hey, got Dre. It's Shantae. If I can pop in really quick. This hey, excites Shantae. me whenever you're coming in. Good morning. Um, I've been in sports medicine since 2002, so I get exactly what you're talking about. Like, it's immediate. Like, if something happens to you, Dre, and I don't produce, like, it's found out immediately. So you don't even have the room or the option to not produce or to not know what you're doing. And so I've been able to translate that into, you know, into the online space. And uh, it's also been that frustration because I'm not used to being around, you know, charlatans and people not being able to get it done. So this was such an important topic. I love your share. I love your segment. So Dre all day. I appreciate you, brother. Woo! <laughs> Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.